relationships I go through And I give it all away Just so I could say that But I know, I know, I know, I know That you're gonna be Hey everybody, Jogpod back again So happy to have you along with us One more time, we had a three podcast week Gonna get this thing rolling on a Tuesday Give this one up for the week And really the only way we could go Would be to talk about the NCAA tournament which uh, wrapped up its first weekend. Really one of the best weekends in sports is the NCAA tournament. I will have some comments about how I felt about actually going to some games for the first time ever. We'll talk about that. We'll also take a look at the uh, Jog Pod Bracket Challenge and see how that's going so far. Uh, we're going to bring in our guest, who uh, you may know from last week's podcast, and you may also know him as the current leader of the Jogpod Bracket Tournament Challenge, the great Keith Wersick. Keith, welcome back to Hello, the show, sir. sir. Well, thank you. How are you doing today? I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> it, I know the feeling because on a Sunday night when we returned, I did not want to get up on uh, yesterday morning. Oh, I was hurting bad. Oh, and then I, I, uh, I crashed last night about, uh, like eight o'clock. <laughs> so I, my child, my child had to tell me to get up to go to the bed. I was tired. I was not feeling good on Sunday. I decided that I was going to go ahead and come home on Monday instead of today. And then uh, I couldn't sleep, uh, Sunday night. I got about four hours of sleep, uh, got up, grabbed my bags, and I was in the car at 5.15, driving home yesterday morning. Uh, eight hours door-to-door from Tulsa to Houston. I was uh, back wow. at my house at uh, 1.15 in the afternoon. I took put my bag away. Didn't unpack it, just put it away. Uh, took a shower, lay down in bed, and woke up about 6 p.m. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that is, I, uh, that is a... Yeah. If you had a long day driving and all that as well, that'll wear you out. Yeah, it was uh, a long day of driving followed by uh, after a long week of uh, not a lot of sleep, but uh, a lot of fun. So, uh, so you're going to have to tell people about some of your some of the experiences there, not only the game, but with also some of the super fans that we ran into. The super fans, it you know it, it was an interesting experience to go to uh, the games live now. It's one thing to go if you have a dog in the fight. You know, you got a, a team that you've always cheered for, um, you know, your alma mater or whatever the case may be, to go to that uh, and, and see those games and to, and to be there for that. Now, we didn't have that experience. So we, we, were, there to, uh, <laughs> we were there to just kind of observe and take it all in and, and uh, enjoy some basketball. And it, I will say it – I, I don't know that I would do it again, at least not for the first and second rounds. I definitely want to do a Sweet 16 and an Elite 8 and, and a Final Four. Um, the, the tough part for the first and second rounds is because of the way they set them up, you, you're going to get some schools that have uh, a lot of fans that can get there, and you're going to have some schools that um, – you know, either aren't going to be able to travel or don't want to travel. I mean, two of the teams in, in the, in the Tulsa, uh, the Tulsa portion of the bracket, uh, were Miami and the university of Southern California. Um, I'm going to go ahead and guess not a lot of people 
uh, wanted to leave either sunny Miami or sunny Los Angeles for what turned out to be very nice weather in Tulsa. But uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Miami, Florida, Los Angeles. Not, That's not, not exactly on your spring break destination, Tulsa, Oklahoma, is it? No, you, I don't think a lot of people outside of you know family members of people on the team or a few alums are, are going to be making that trip, especially uh, the USC, uh, not known for uh, its basketball prowess. Um, so uh, <laughs> it, it was interesting. Now, on the other hand, we had uh, Kansas, who uh, plays in Lawrence, which is what, four and a half hours, I think, from Tulsa. And uh, yeah. and we had uh, SMU, SMU, which is in Dallas, which is yeah. about five hours. We had Baylor, which is about six hours. Um, Baylor, I was shocked there weren't more Baylor fans at those games. Yeah. That, now, Baylor's another one. Baylor's another school that they, they're more known for their football. Um, and they, they, they were a – they were one of the worst basketball programs of all time until Scott Drew got there. So they're still in its infancy of trying to get into the basketball mode of, hey, we're really good, come check us out. So so I wasn't surprised. I was actually I was surprised I was surprised there was as many people as there was. Oh really? I, I thought I more people give, I mean... Yeah, I thought more people showed up than I was expecting. Well, I mean, they've they've had a couple runs here the last few years. I mean, they've gone. They have, yeah. You, know, you would think that. I mean, if it was further away, I think I would have expected fewer people. But I mean, it's you know, it's a relatively co- close, um, close trip. But um, there there were. A but tremendous... you got to remember too. Once again, it is spring break, and Tulsa is not exactly on everybody's priority for spring break plans. Right, and. <laughs> You know, maybe it's maybe it's also a situation of where they just assumed they would win, and so why travel to Tulsa? Which is yeah, because that's true. Because then they might just go. You know what? We'll go to the Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight. That's going to be uh, better games and and uh, maybe a better location. Who knows? So I would say on on the Friday uh, that that we saw games, uh, definitely the the early session um, was the better games, um, and we saw. What may have been the upset of Friday? Was it the only upset on Friday? It was the biggest. Yeah, it was the biggest upset yeah, because we, uh, they were not expecting that one at all. We saw uh, the number eleven seed USC, uh, a play-in eleven seed, um, come into Tulsa and knock off SMU, a, a one of the uh, the mid seed uh specials that uh, a lot of people had going to the sweet 16 including my bracket which currently is decimated uh, i am currently in last place uh in this picks pool so um my uh not paying attention to much college basketball this year really shown through um with some of my <laughs> stellar picks but that game that game was really really interesting very tight um and with the amount of smu uh fans in attendance uh, really loud at portions of the game, and very sad at the end. What was your takeaway from uh, from from what USC was able to accomplish there? Well, USC was. Remember in the Providence game, the playing game, they got way down, and then we thought, okay, well, we're going to watch Providence play SMU, and the next thing you know, USC comes back at the end and wins it. And I remember turning to you in in the first half when they were down by twelve or fifteen points, and I said, hey. 
USC's got SMU right where they want them. They're going to come back and win this. I didn't know if I said come back and win, but I said they got them right where they want them now. I still was not expecting SMU to lose that game. And he had a chance to shoot it there at the buzzer, and it just was short and bounced off the rim. And it's it's a crazy thing how sudden all of a sudden your season is over, your career is over when you're a senior, that it just it ends just like that, you know? What I found interesting is it seemed like SMU in the last – 10 minutes of the game really struggled to find shots it seemed like they were going yeah to taking the shot clock down to three four five seconds every t- single time and then forcing up some really terrible shots um i i found that to be be pretty interesting um so we saw you know that was the only upset that uh that we saw the uh the second the second half of the day the i'm not gonna lie those games were kind of tough to watch i mean uh, the kansas game was close and you know the crazy the crazy thing is, when we started the day, we thought it'd be the other way. We thought the morning session would be the the rough games, and then the evening would be the better games, and it was totally opposite. Yeah, absolutely. And the Kansas game, I think the Kansas game was fun. You know, for the first, I mean, it was okay for the first half, um, and then you know, Kansas just showed, over. <laughs> Kansas just showed how much of a better team they were, uh, and and really just put a beat down on them. Uh, the the interesting game that that wrapped up the the session was uh, Michigan State and Miami. Um, we were both kind of ready to be done by the time that game was ready to start. We'd been at uh, the BOK Center all day, and Michigan State uh, got down early. They were down, I think it was seventeen five, uh, seventeen yes, yeah, seventeen five, seventeen five, and we were both like, oh, this is brutal. And Miami just kind of kept going there for a minute. And then all of a sudden, Miami couldn't make a single basket, and I think Michigan State um, ended the game on something like a fifty-eight to twenty-three run or something like that, and just blew them out of the water. Um, we we decided to leave before halftime, and we weren't the only ones that decided to leave before halftime. Between the time that we left the arena and got back to the car. Uh, Michigan State had gone from like a three-point lead to like a fifteen-point lead or something like that, and uh, we both agreed that we'd made the right decision to to call it a night. <laughs> and then talk about your super Michigan State fan that you ran into that we had. The super Michigan State fan that we ran into <laughs> that that was sitting that was sitting next oh, to God. us. Oh God! Oh, you got to okay. tell that story. So we we had our seats and. The gentleman that was sitting next to us was a die-hard Michigan State fan. And that first seven or eight minutes of that game where they couldn't make any points, he was yelling and screaming, and he couldn't stand it. He was freaking out that they weren't doing anything. And then they started to make a couple shots, and he got really into it. And they made a three, and I think it was the, I think it was a three that, made, that put them in the lead. And he... He did a crotch chop like you would see from like uh, the late '90s <laughs> from DX. He just hit the crotch chop, and then he did the John Cena "You Can't See Me" thing. And this, so this is a skinny white kid. He had his T-shirt ch- ch- uh, tucked into his jeans, <laughs> and just, I mean, he had a he had a beard and uh, thick glasses on. Yeah, it was it was pretty impressive. Um, and and the best part, the best part about it is he was diehard Michigan State, but that wasn't that was the last game. So the third game of the day was Kansas, and he brought his wife or girlfriend, I'm not sure who she was, 
and she talked about everything under the sun except basketball. And you could tell that he was trying to, uh huh, yep, yep, I want to watch the game without actually saying, leave me alone, I want to watch the game, you know? So it's kind of entertaining to watch that. Yeah. I, but it got a little annoying as well. It, it was very annoying. And honestly, the fact that Michigan State continued the beatdown made me even more happy that we decided to leave because I couldn't help but laugh at him. And it may have gotten to the point where I couldn't have uh, hidden it anymore and it may have been awkward for everyone involved. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, let's take a look at uh, the standings right now for the uh, Jog Pod Bracket Challenge. It looks like we got uh, seven entries uh, into our little shindig here. Um, well, we have eight, but someone put one in and didn't save it, so it's at a zero. Uh, currently, as it stands, oh, so you so you didn't get last place then? Technically, I don't have last place. of of any, of everyone that created completed a bracket, I am in last place. Um, <laughs> I would like to say that I'm not the only one that has already had their uh, champion eliminated. Um, the the vaunted basketball superstar knowledge uh, of this household. Nikki also uh, not doing well. She for some reason picked the Minnesota Golden Gophers uh, to be the national champion. Um, a pick I cannot explain. When I asked her about it, she simply said, "I saw them rated at five and thought they were really good." Um, Nikki, in fairness, that's and, which which yeah. And normally you see a team ranked fifth that's pretty good, but I don't think she realized they reseed in the tournament and they in, weren't the fifth best team. In, in, fair, in fairness to Nikki. She had never filled out a bracket before, and so she was not aware that the fit, the five was not their national ranking, but where they were seated on that line in that uh, that pod. So, um, you know, she went with the hometown pick, um, but uh, her bracket not doing well. Uh, she only has one uh, of her final four uh, teams still alive in Kansas. Uh, her other Final Four uh, members were Minnesota, Duke, and Florida State University. Um, she had Minnesota versus Duke for the national championship game uh, with uh, Minnesota winning 87-85. That, I will tell you, had that happened, that would have been pretty awesome. Um, she would have definitely won the bracket of the entire nation probably. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I doubt there were very many people that had uh, that as their uh, as their Final Four or their championship game. Now, as we mentioned before, the man with the number one bracket in our uh, little game right now is the one and only Keith Wersig. Keith, you have Kansas winning the whole thing. Um, We had a chance to see Kansas live, and uh, they put up 190 points in the two games that that they played. Um, UC Davis, obviously not a strong program, but Michigan State, the Tom Izzo coach team. Um, Tom Izzo usually gets the best out of his players, especially come tournament time, and uh, it looked like uh, Michigan State uh, was in it for a while, uh, and then Kansas ended up pulling away. How do you feel right now about uh, your pick for Kansas winning the national championship? I still feel pretty confident, and they had the largest margin of victory in the tournament so far, averaging 30 points. But um, it's all going to be based on what Jackson and, and Frank Mason do. You know, it's They're so backcourt heavy that – I think if a team gets up there and really uh, pressures them, and if they can't respond that well to the pressure, they're just going to fall apart. 
but I like their chances. I, I'm not going to go back on them. And uh, out of all the teams, um, the ones that are, the few that I saw on TV, and then and then there in person, I thought Kansas looked the best. UCLA looks pretty good as well. And uh, but and I like Arizona, but I, I like Kansas so far. I like my choice. I'm just glad Duke is out too. So I had to throw that in. I hate you. <laughs> It's, it's possible that I had Duke winning the national championship, which you know <laughs> if uh, you listen to uh, last week's podcast. Um, now, we uh, we did see a number one seed go out, um, but it wasn't the number one seed a lot of people um, had expected. A lot of people had expected Gonzaga would go out early, uh, but instead Villanova falls uh, to uh, the eighth seed, Wisconsin. Um, a lot of people... Are really have jumped on the Wisconsin being underseated bandwagon, um, and that comes back to bite Villanova. Um, that that was a really good game. I was happy that uh, that game was on Saturday, so that I had a chance to see that um, before I had too much alcohol on Saturday. Um, and uh, that was that was a fun game to watch. Um, so Wisconsin uh, goes to the Sweet 16 for the fourth consecutive season, uh, and they're going to have a chance to. Um, they're going to what take on Florida, correct? Uh, they get, yeah, Florida. That's yeah, right. Florida. Yep. So we have, uh, yeah, the, uh, a big story that uh, a lot of people are, have jumped on as well is, uh, ACC, uh, being talked about as the best conference all regular season, sending nine teams to the tournament after the first weekend. Only one of those teams still remains, uh, as the, the, uh, North Carolina Tar Heels are the only ones, uh, to get through. Uh, their two days of play uh, to continue on. Meanwhile, SEC, always known as a uh, basketball, uh, not, uh, not always known as a basketball powerhouse, more, much more known uh, for their football prowess. Uh, they have, let's see, what is it, uh, four teams? We have Florida, South Carolina, uh, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky. They've got four or five in there. Uh, no. Uh, just three. Just just the three. Okay. Right. And so the Big Florida, Twelve has three. The big Big Twelve has Kansas, Baylor, West Virginia. Yep. So SEC and Big Twelve, they've got six out of the sixteen teams there. All the remaining teams are are power conference teams, um, with the exception of Gonzaga. And Gonzaga, of course, has been around enough. Um, they may not play in a power conference, but they are certainly a power team. Uh, Xavier, uh, the eleven seed, uh, is the highest seed remaining in the tournament. So we don't have any of the the uh, 12s or 13s getting through this year. Uh, and only one uh, bracket went through as chalk, which was the South. We have UNC versus Butler and UCLA versus Kentucky. UCLA-Kentucky, probably the real marquee matchup of uh, of next weekend's game. So a lot of fun games for the Sweet 16. Um, as, as we kind of look back, um, I think a lot of people are surprised uh, Duke went out to South Carolina. Um, what was your uh, big takeaway from this weekend? Uh, that was a big one. That was a really big one because I was not expecting that. I had picked South Carolina to win that first round game, but I really thought Duke would just blow them out of the water. And uh, Frank Martin, he's done a good job. I I didn't realize that he has a bunch of seniors on his team. That always makes a huge difference come tournament time, and so especially against when you play against freshmen, which Duke has a lot of of young guys. Uh, not all freshmen, but they've got a lot of freshmen in there. But um, that was the game that I was I was coming back home, and so I heard the majority of it on the radio. And then when I finally got home, I caught the last two minutes. So 
I didn't get to see a lot of it, but I was still just so in shock when it was happening that I, I kept saying to myself, man, this can't be real. Is, is Duke really getting beat? Because it wasn't like a one or two point game. They got whooped. The South Carolina really beat them, put it to them. Yeah, I, I think a lot of that um, comes down to Duke only has like six players that they can play. And it's uh, from what I could glean from listening on the radio, um, they were in foul trouble pretty much the whole game. Uh, and that really caused some problems for them. Um, down pretty much 10 points the entire last part of the uh, second half and uh, shooting a lot of threes and and not hitting them. And it seems like it's always the case with Duke teams is if they don't make their threes, they don't win. It seems like it's been that but, way going back to Trajan Langdon um, and, and those Duke teams. The Alaskan have, assassin right there. Well, that was a, how, how was that for a pull? Um yeah, nice. So I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's and that was what did they give up? They gave up like sixty four points uh, yep. in the second half. The most yeah. uh, sixty five sixty five points in the second half. The most uh, ever given up by a uh, a Duke uh, team coached by Mike Shashevsky. Um and they just South Carolina just blew them out of the water. Now, you know, uh, Grayson Allen, he's had all the tripping incidents for Duke. Um, he's had, what, three or four of them, right? You heard what Coach K is doing this year, or what he's doing now? He has now suspended Grayson Allen for the rest of the tournament. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious, sir. <laughs> I had to get my Duke comment in, so there you go. <laughs> it's an inappropriate comment. I don't like you to disparage. I don't, I don't like to. I don't like Duke to be disparaged on this podcast. There you go. Although it is funny that I do that. I that I like Duke, but I hate like the New York Yankees and all this stuff. I feel like I only am entitled to like be a fan of one extremely hateable franchise. So okay, well that's fair because I I just like the Yankees and the Lakers and Duke. And Notre Dame, but I do like the Dallas Cowboys, so that's fair. I, I agree with that. That's my one team that everybody hates. Well, I mean, how, how do you hate America's team, sir? Doesn't everyone hate the Cowboys because they're how they're can, like the Yankees and the Lakers and everybody else? Well, except they don't win anymore. Well, isn't that the truth? <laughs> Neither do the Lakers or Notre yeah. Dame football. I uh, I am just to talk football for a second. I am. Uh, blissfully off of the uh, Dallas Cowboys bandwagon. I jumped off about, oh gosh, I don't know, five, six years ago. I can tell you the exact night. I don't, I don't remember the, the, the specific date, but it was a Sunday night football game and the Cowboys got called for like their 15th holding penalty by an offensive lineman. And they had a chance to come. They were, they had a chance to go down and win the game and they got another holding penalty, and I threw something at the wall when they got that penalty. And Nikki just looked at me, and she was like, I think you're taking this a little too seriously. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I think you're right. I think I need to not uh, not care so much about uh, the Cowboys football team anymore. And uh, I've, <laughs> I've, been, I've been relatively Jerry Jones-free uh, since that point. Uh, but... Cowboys, what did you throw, and did it did it make a hole in the wall? It did not make a hole. I want to say it was 
I want to say it was something like a pillow. So it wasn't something breakable. I think I had oh, like okay. a, a pillow on my arm or underneath my arm or something, and I just was mad and I chucked it or something. It wasn't. Well, at least it wasn't a, At least it anything. wasn't an animal or a glass or something of that effect. Well, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm to a point. I'm I'm respectful of the things that I own and that I I like to have things that are nice, but I don't like to break them because I'm not. You know, I'm not rich. I can't afford to just smash a flat screen TV and just buy a new one. So you, know, you got to be careful with these sort of things. You got to take care of your possessions. Even if you get frustrated once in a while, it is important that uh, the, the things that you th- choose to throw uh, will not cause that much damage. You sound like you're an adult or something here. I, I am. I am trying my hardest to be an adult on occasion. <laughs> That's awesome. So we, uh, as we move, we move into uh, the Sweet 16 rounds. We have some very traditional powerhouses um, and some teams that are former powerhouses returning to glory. UCLA really, I mean, hasn't been it, this prominent in uh, in basketball for a little while. It's nice to see them back uh, rising to the top. What do you think of Lonzo Ball, who is um, really starting to? Um, take his place at the on the, in the national spotlight. Getting talk about, you know, is he the next franchise player for a team uh, in the NBA? And I haven't seen him play that much. I will say, and I had as as I as I said on last week's podcast, I have not paid a ton of attention uh, to college basketball. But I will say, seeing him play live, um, Josh Jackson from Kansas is going to be a special player in the NBA. But uh, what do you think about Lonzo Ball, and what do you think about Josh Jackson? Uh, Lonzo Ball, I like his game because he is a very well-rounded player. He's not looking to score 30 points a game. He's looking to dish the ball, and then he's kind of a pass first, shoot second. The only thing I don't like is his jump shot is the ugliest-looking shot ever. It goes in, so you don't want to mess it up because it goes in. But, man, it is not a pretty thing to see. But I like his game a lot. That's that's kind of why I'm high on UCLA this year because of him. And then you have Steve Alford's son, who's quite the shooter. So he's if you have Alonzo Ball penetrating in and kicking it out to some shooters, you're good to go. And every guy on UCLA can hit a 15 foot jump shot. Even their big guys are all able to do that. So that's when you've got someone that's um, because they did okay last year. But when you got a point guard that can that can break down a defense and then kick it. You're going to get you a lot more easier shots than you were normally before that. So I like his game. And then on top of that, uh, Josh Jackson, I love his game as well. I had I thought he was pretty good uh, just seeing him on TV. But you're right. After seeing him in person, he is so athletic and so long that we were we were talking about who would you take first to start a franchise because Miles Bridges is a um, he's a, a upperclassman and he's a good player, but we both agreed Jackson hands down just because his potential looks so much higher because he is a good player and he's only a freshman. Can you believe last year at this time that kid's playing against other high school kids? It just doesn't seem fair. It, and he's out of Detroit, nonetheless, which is who they played was Michigan State. So uh, I, I remember before the game that him and Izzo uh, gave some dap to each other and talked it up, and I thought, well, that was strange. I guess Izzo was recruiting him, and then I heard he was from Detroit. I did not know that. Yeah, you got to feel like uh, Izzo really wishes that was one that uh, he could have 
gotten into the fold there at Michigan State. Although Izzo tends to uh, prefer guys that are going to stick around for more than one year, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement that Josh Jackson uh, is headed to the NBA at the close of this season. Um, yeah, they've got him projected as as the second pick right now. So yeah, I absolutely. would, you're the second pick. You got to go. Take that money and run, son. Now there are some off the court um, uh, red flag possibilities with him. Um, I honestly didn't read a lot about it. I just know that there was something that happened with a car uh, and a uh, a member of the Kansas women's basketball team. Is that what that was? Yeah, something that some broke, sort of altercation broke where a car window. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if they were uh, if they're dating or I don't know. They just got I don't know the whole story, but yeah, she she was. And the funny thing, it's not her saying anything. It's her dad. Is the funny part? He's the one that's bringing all this up. So, you know, you always protect your daughter, but it's a very strange situation. So it's hard to get any of the details out on this thing. So this is uh I just let's look at the quick uh, Google machine check here. Uh, Josh Jackson threatened to quote beat woman's player uh, one day before top seeded Kansas opened the NCAA tournament play. Court officials released an affidavit that said freshman star Josh Jackson threatened to beat a woman's basketball player during a confrontation in December. Douglas County District Court officials released the affidavit to the Lawrence Journal World, uh, detailing statements from Mackenzie Kelvert and two other Kansas women's basketball players who witnessed the argument December 9th outside a bar in Lawrence. The affidavit was, was filed to police to justify a court summons. Jackson was served with March 7th. He's charged with misdemeanor criminal damage. The release was the latest in a series of embarrassing moments this season for both Kansas and his talented freshman, who was suspended for last week's quarterfinal loss to TCU as punishment for an accumulation of innocent, uh, incidents. Despite the latest news stemming from the December incident, Kansas coach Bill Self remained adamant that Jackson would play and did play in Friday's uh, game against UC Davis. Uh, coach Self had this to say, Jackson is a tough-minded individual. I think he's focused and certainly his role or playing time or whatnot, whatever, will only be dictated by what happens between the lines and won't be dictated by anything else. Jackson said he has extra motivation to perform well in the NCAA tournament because of his suspension. Uh, and what he's learned um, is that we all make mistakes. Kids, you make one mistake, and the only thing you do is don't make it again. The incident began inside the bar when Calvert threw a drink at her ex-boyfriend, uh, LeGerald Vick, another Kansas player. She said she was upset because Vic attended the party with his new girlfriend. Calvert told Jackson, told police Jackson followed her to her car and was yelling for her to get out of the car and that he would beat her ass, the affidavit said. Jackson is scheduled to appear in court April 12th. Uh, the affidavit said, uh, said the bumper, grill, fender, windshield, left tail lamp assembly, and driver's side door were all damaged uh, with a total cost for repairs of $3,150. Witnesses reported Jackson only damaging the door and taillight with an estimated damage of $1,127. So certainly um, not a good look for uh, Josh Jackson. Um, you never – it's just – I mean, it's young kids and alcohol, and n people are going to make stupid mistakes, but you don't ever want to see that um, – you know, you don't need to threaten people at all. Um, it certainly men shouldn't be threatening women uh, with any sort of violence. So hopefully it was more of a just a kid being stupid than something that he has inside of him. Uh, you know, 
that's that's dangerous. That's what you have to hope for. Um, and you just got to let the uh, the law take its course. And hopefully, if he has anger management issues or something like that, he has an opportunity to get those taken care of as well. Yeah, it's an unfortunate incident all the way around, and so it's just a it's just not a good look for one, and just it's not good. And, you know, because they suspended him, they actually lost the first game in the Big 12 tournament. And a big part of it was because he wasn't there. He's a Kansas is another team. They only go about seven deep. And with him out, then now they're down to, to six guys, and they just they didn't have enough gas when they were playing. Uh, uh, Baylor, I believe, is the one that beat them. So let's pop this forward. So obviously the matchup that everyone expected uh, in the top half of the East bracket was the eight seed Wisconsin uh, versus the four seed Florida. <laughs> uh, you know, everyone had, no that, one. <laughs> everyone had that one penciled in. Um, Wisconsin, of course, uh, as I said earlier, is making their fourth trip to the Sweet 16. Uh, I got to say, I-, I would certainly favor them coming out of this bracket at this point um, with how well they played uh, both against Virginia Tech and Villanova. Um, taking on Florida, and then the winner of the Baylor-South Carolina matchup. Um, what do you think about what's going on in the East? Don't sleep on Baylor. You you witnessed how long they are, and they've got a they've got some NBA guys on their team. Um, I, Wisconsin wouldn't surprise me if they win, but Florida has a lot of firepower, so it's hard to pick out of that game. I think I'm probably going to go Florida, and then Baylor over South Carolina, and then between those two, man, it's tough. I'm I feel like I should lean a little towards Florida, but the length of Baylor is just amazing. So I'm going to pick Baylor to reach the final four, I think for the first time in school history. So you're going to go Baylor. Uh, I, I just, I don't care that I saw them live. I still can't pick them to win anything. Um, Just, uh, (laughs) it's just the way I feel about it. So I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go the eight seed Wisconsin to advance over Florida. I'm going to go, the seven seed South Carolina continues their run uh, for a matchup in the Elite A with Wisconsin. I have the Big Ten Wisconsin Badgers coming through and going to a Final Four. Uh, we have uh, Kansas and Purdue and Oregon versus Michigan. Uh, of course, you have Kansas as your national champion. Um, you have in your bracket currently, you still have both of those teams uh, alive. You have you, you selected Kansas and Oregon uh, to meet up in the Elite Eight. Uh, after what you've seen this weekend, are you still good there, or do you think that uh, Michigan or Purdue has a chance? I'm, I'm going to be probably pulling for Michigan, but I, I like the way I, – I I think it's going to play out Kansas and Oregon. They, I think Kansas will win. Oregon looked good. I caught a little bit of that the other night, and they look pretty good. Dylan Brooks is really well, but uh, he hit the uh, – not really game winner, but it was close to a game winner when they won the other night. Because remember, we thought Oregon was going to lose. Yeah, we, we were we at, all a, expected we were that, at the uh, establishment and then uh, uh, watching a little bit on the – I had to watch it on my phone because I couldn't get great reception. It kept popping in and out. And so uh, um, caught a little bit of it, and then the game winner got cut off. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I think they won. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> and Rhode Island was the team that uh, a lot of people had expected to, to give Oregon a run for their, mon- for their money, and they really did. Um, Oregon, of course, uh, was able to pull that one off. We'll see. Uh, at some point, is is the loss of of Chris uh, Chris Boucher going to come back and haunt them? Uh, possible. Michigan continues uh, their amazing run, um, given the, all that's gone on. Could it be that it's just a team of destiny at this point? That you know they 
went through this uh, crazy ordeal, lived through this plane crash, uh, went on the four-game t- four run. Um, I, I, I really have to say at this point, I, I don't think I don't see how you could count them out at this point. Everyone said, "Oh, they won the four in a row. Um, they're going to be spent. How could how could they how can they overcome that? And you know how can they still keep going? Young resilient kids that go through something together, that believe in each other, they have nothing to lose at this point. So you just go out and play hard every time, and uh, and and let the chips fall where they may. I of course am a tried and true Oregonian. I am not a Ducks guy, but I always pour, pull for Oregon schools. However, I think Michigan continues their magical run and ends up in the Elite Eight uh, to take on Kansas. Uh, At that point, I would imagine that uh, Kansas, uh, just from an overall ability standpoint, um, will overcome. I think it'll probably be a good game, but I have uh, Kansas advancing at that point. So we'll drop down to the West. Gonzaga continues uh, to surprise people a little bit, given that uh, people just seem to think that no matter how high they're seated, that they'll some uh, at some point flame out because that seems to be what happens. Um, a lot of people thought that uh, Northwestern got hosed a little bit. Um, did, we didn't actually see this, um, but apparently there was an incident where uh, there was a, a blatant goaltending up through the cylinder that wasn't called uh, against Gonzaga. Uh, Coach Chris Collins came out on the court, ended up getting a technical foul, um, so the, the two free throws p- plus the possession ended up ca- uh, costing Northwestern four points and really was the difference in the game. Yeah. And, and you're right. I didn't get to see that either. I had heard about it. Um, Northwestern man, for the first time ever to me in the tournament played their hearts out and Gonzaga is looking to make the first final four in school history. Um, I think Gonzaga is going to win this one. Um, but man, I, I just don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to, say confidently I like because Gonzaga's got a good team they got a they got a nice big guy in Karnowski they got some good guards um the player of the year in uh the conference player of the year is is the guard uh he's got the funny name um Goss Doss or something like that Microsoft DOS or something I don't know what his name is anyways they've got a really good team but it's hard to really go yeah I'm taking them all the way just because they always find a way to lose to somebody and you're going, how did you lose that game? You know, I've, I've sneakily been expecting West Virginia, um, to, uh, to pull this one off. So I'm going to stick with that and go with press Virginia as the huggy bear is going to get his team, uh, to an elite eight. I think everyone is probably in agreement that Arizona, um, is, is going to take on uh, Xavier and win that matchup. Although Xavier really blowing out Florida State may have shifted that a little bit. I think Arizona may be the sleeper um, top-level team that's still still out there. No one's really talking about them uh, at this point, but I, I like Arizona uh, in that one. What what uh, what do you, Are we going to see Arizona versus Gonzaga? Are we going to see them versus West Virginia, or what do you see in this one? I like Arizona. I'm definitely – I've got Arizona coming out of this bracket. Um, originally, I had picked Notre Dame over Gonzaga in this spot. Um, but West Virginia, I do like them. I like that they will press and pressure, and that kind of hurts a, a team that's got size because it kills a lot of clock. So I am going to actually go with West Virginia versus Arizona and then Arizona to come out of this bracket. That's what I like as well. We'll swing over to the south bracket, the only bracket that went chalk. Uh, we got the 1-4 matchup, UNC uh, 
versus the four-seed Butler Bulldogs. And we have UCLA versus Kentucky. Probably the matchup, the key, the marquee matchup of the whole thing. Uh, the game that I think uh, most everyone is looking forward to. Um, I, I, I really am not sure where where I want to go on here. I, I'm going to go Tar Heels for sure. Uh, and I think you got to go. Uh, I think you got to go UCLA. I've got the same thing, but how about this? You get three of the biggest big time programs. You got UCLA, Kentucky, and North Carolina. And then you got the Hoosiers with, uh, uh, Butler. That's, that's a great, um, set of games right there. Just that weekend for those guys. Um, but I've got the same matchup matchups as you as well. And, uh, Carolina coming out of that one. So those are your Friday games. So then uh, we have Carolina versus UCLA in the Elite Eight. I know in your bracket you had a UCLA coming out. You still like that pick? I do like UCLA. Um, I just said Carolina now, didn't I? But uh, Did see, you? what scares me is sorry. I was look. I was is, reading it. I was reading something. Maybe I missed it. Is Ball got Ball got hurt that first game? He looks okay. But that got me nervous because if he goes down, then that whole team, the dynamic changes. But, yeah, I better stick to what I had. I'm going back to UCLA. Go Bruins! UCLA <laughs> is your uh, – so you have uh, Villanova, Arizona, Kansas, and UCLA. Kansas, Arizona, UCLA are the only three teams still alive. Uh, but right now you made your switch. You, want, you put Baylor in that spot. So you like Baylor versus Arizona and Kansas versus UCLA. So we'll have to see. Um, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm never. I'm never picking Baylor to win anything ever. It's just. The, <laughs> it's just the way. It's just the way I feel. Not only that, but I also feel like Baylor kind of stole Oregon's highlighter uniform gimmick. Like uh, University of Oregon, yeah, with those. those really fun bright colors, and then Baylor took it and made it even. I didn't think it was possible for someone to have more hideous uniforms than Oregon, but Baylor manages to do it with those. Uh, highlighter yellow uniform green yeah whatever things that they were wearing this weekend they definitely look like a highlighter and that's really all it is is they're a, a giant neon highlighter and they were not yeah. a highlighter of the tournament yeah that was terrible <laughs> that was did you just hang up that was a hang up worthy joke so i'm glad that you hung up on me there my uh so i'm listening with with headphones and i looking for clothes before I go get my child and it knocked out of my hands. It makes sense. It, it was it was worthy of, of being hung up on, so <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, sir, we uh, overall, uh, what was your uh, feeling on having been able to attend uh, those games, uh, at not being a part of uh, a team, but just sitting in the stands and, and being there for first round and second round? What, uh, what did you think of the experience? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, I thought it was a... Um, the the atmosphere for SMU was good. The atmosphere for Kansas was good. Um, the others you didn't have a lot of fan base. Um, so that, but I was kind of expecting that just because I've seen that and been a part of it, where you get some of these schools that don't have a lot of fans there. So that didn't surprise me. Um, but I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And for some reason, I always wanted to have. Uh, a food and, and a drink in my hand. I don't, I don't know if it's just because I was watching a ball game and and it's like the thing to do or what, but for some reason I was the one always running to the concession stand. 
The the one thing that I definitely will need to remember for next time, which I didn't think of at the time, is no alcohol allowed at NCA sponsored events. Um, so it was yeah. uh, soda only. So uh, next time we'll have to prepare accordingly for that that situation. And I'm I currently have a huge problem right now. For some reason, my shorts shrunk since last year. Oh. It's not good. Is is that the case? It's not the uh, it's not the piles of French fries and uh, <sighs> chicken fingers that we ate this weekend. No, 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 no. It's definitely the shorts. It's it could, not me. It, it couldn't have been shorts. that. <laughs> All right, sir. Well, we will we'll do this again next week after uh, this weekend set of games. We'll wrap this thing up here. I want to thank you very much for coming and hanging out with me this weekend. It was a blast, and uh, we'll do it again soon, and we'll do another jog pod next week. Talk more hoops because it's nice to sound like we actually know what we're talking about once in a while. <laughs> well, and thank, thank you again, sir, because that was a blast. I had an absolute blast doing that, so I appreciate that very much. And then uh, we're gonna we're gonna go next year. We're going to Oklahoma City for the Sweet Sixteen and, and uh, Elite Eight, right? I will see what I can work out. the The problem with that that it comes right up against WrestleMania in New Orleans. Uh, th- that's the next weekend, so we'll just have to see if we can work it out. But we'll, that's definitely something we'll talk about. You're not gonna pull some John Cena. You can't see me business in the crotch shot, just like Superfan, are you? Well, you never know. If if Oregon if Oregon State's if Oregon State ever makes it to the Elite Eight or Sweet Sixteen, there will be crotch chops if they start playing well. <laughs> I, I I won't be able to resist. I got you. That's I can understand that actually. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, thank you very much for your time. And that is it for this week's Just Another White Guys podcast. As Keith's phone has gone all wonky. Uh, thank you guys yeah, very much for joining. That. That's all good. Uh, thanks very much for joining us this week on Just Another White Guys podcast. As always, uh, you can follow us at JogPod on Twitter. Send questions, comments, concerns to JogPod at gmail.com. Please uh, you know, feel free to share the show with people. Uh, this is all sports, sports, sports. We're going to come back, I'm sure, uh, I'm guessing we'll have a podcast later this week. Maybe we'll talk about some current events, something not sports related for those of you that couldn't care less about this. But thank you very much uh, for joining us. This is Justin on the White Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Always protect the pothole. It's just me against the world. Yeah.